section forty one of guy mannering this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by dion gines salt lake city utah guy mannering or the astrologer by sir walter scott volume two chapter nine die and endow a college or a cat pope there is a fable told by lucian that while a troop of monkeys well drilled by an intelligent manager were performing a tragedy with great applause the decorum of the whole scene was at once destroyed and the natural passions of the actors called forth into very indecent and active emulation by a wag who threw a handful of nuts upon the stage in like manner the approaching crisis stirred up among the expectants feelings of a nature very different from those of which under the superintendence of mr mortcloak they had but now been endeavouring to imitate the expression those eyes which were lately devoutly cast up to heaven or with greater humility bent solemnly upon earth were now sharply and alertly darting their glances through shuttles and trunks and drawers and cabinets and all the odd corners of an old maiden lady's repositories nor was their search without interest though they did not find the will of which they were in quest here was a promissory note for twenty pounds by the minister of the nonjuring chapel interest marked as paid to martinmas last carefully folded up in a new set of words to the old tune of over the water to charlie there was a curious love correspondence between the deceased and a certain lieutenant o'keen of a marching regiment of foot and tied up with the letters was a document which at once explained to the relatives why a connection that boded them little good had been suddenly broken off being the lieutenant's bond for two hundred pounds upon which no interest whatever appeared to have been paid other bills and bonds to a larger amount and signed by better names i mean commercially than those of the worthy divine and gallant soldier also occurred in the course of their researches besides a hoard of coins of every size and denomination and scraps of broken gold and silver old earrings hinges of cracked snuff-boxes mountings of spectacles etc 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 still no will made its appearance and colonel mannering began full well to hope that the settlement which he had obtained from glosson contained the ultimate arrangement of the old lady's affairs but his friend playdell who now came into the room cautioned him against entertaining this belief i am well acquainted with the gentleman he said who is conducting the search and i guess from his manner that he knows something more of the matter than any of us meantime while the search proceeds let us take a brief glance at one or two of the company who seem most interested of dinmont who with his large hunting-whip under his arm stood poking his great round face over the shoulder of the homed affairs it is unnecessary to say anything 
that thin-looking oldish person in a most correct and gentlemanlike suit of mourning is mccaskill formerly of drumquag who was ruined by having a legacy bequeathed to him of two shares in the eyre bank his hopes on the present occasion are founded on a very distant relationship upon his sitting in the same pew with the deceased every sunday and upon his playing at cribbage with her regularly on the saturday evenings taking great care never to come off a winner that other coarse-looking man wearing his own greasy hair tied in a leathern queue more greasy still is a tobacconist a relation of mrs bertram's mother who having a good stock in trade when the colonial war broke out trebled the price of his commodity to all the world mrs bertram alone excepted whose tortoise-shell snuff-box was weakly filled with the best rapie at the old prices because the maid brought it to the shop with mrs bertram's respects to her cousin mr quid that young fellow who has not had the decency to put off his boots and buckskins might have stood as forward as most of them in the graces of the old lady who loved to look upon a comely young man but it is thought he has forfeited the moment of fortune by sometimes neglecting her tea-table when solemnly invited sometimes appearing there when he had been dining with blyther company twice treading upon her cat's tail and once affronting her parrot to mannering the most interesting of the group was the poor girl who had been a sort of humble companion of the deceased as a subject upon whom she could at all times expectorate her bad humour she was for form's sake dragged into the room by the deceased's favourite female attendant where shrinking into a corner as soon as possible she saw with wonder and affright the intrusive researchers of the strangers amongst those recesses to which from childhood she had looked with awful veneration this girl was regarded with an unfavourable eye by all the competitors honest dinmont only excepted the rest conceived they should find in her a formidable competitor whose claims might at least encumber and diminish their chance of succession yet she was the only person present who seemed really to feel sorry for the deceased mrs bertram had been her protectress although from selfish motives and her capricious tyranny was forgotten at the moment while the tears followed each other fast down the cheeks of her frightened and friendless dependent there's o'er muckle sot water there drumquag said the tobacconist to the ex-proprietor to bode ither folk muckle good folks seldom greet that gate but they ken what it's for mr mccaskill only replied with a nod feeling the propriety of asserting his superior gentry in presence of mr playdell and colonel mannering very queer if there should be no will after a friend said dinmont who began to grow impatient to the man of business a moment's patience if you please she was a good and prudent woman mrs margaret bertram a good and prudent and well-judging woman and knew how to choose friends and depositaries 
she may have put her last will and testament or rather her mortis causis settlement as it relates to heritage into the hands of some safe friend i'll bet a rump and dozen said pleydell whispering to the colonel he has got it in his own pocket then addressing the man of law come sir we'll cut this short if you please here is a settlement of the estate of singleside executed several years ago in favour of miss lucy bertram of ellangowan the company stared fearfully wild you i presume mr protocol can inform us if there is a later deed please to favour me mr pleydell and so saying he took the deed out of the learned counsel's hand and glanced his eye over the contents too cool said pleydell too cool by half he has another deed in his pocket still why does he not show it then and be damned to him said the military gentleman whose patience began to wax threadbare why how should i know answered the barrister why does a cat not kill a mouse when she takes him the consciousness of power and the love of teasing i suppose well mr protocol what say you to that deed why mr pleydell the deed is a well-drawn deed properly authenticated and tested in forms of the statute but recalled or superseded by another of posterior date in your possession eh said the counsellor something of the sort i confess mr pleydell rejoined the man of business producing a bundle tied with tape and sealed at each fold and ligation with black wax that deed mr pleydell which you produce and found upon is dated first june seventeen but this breaking the seals and unfolding the document slowly is dated the twentieth no i see it is the twenty-first of april of this present year being ten years posterior mary hang her brock said the counsellor borrowing an exclamation from sir toby belch just the month in which ellangowan's distresses became generally public but let us hear what she has done mr protocol accordingly having required silence began to read the settlement aloud in a slow steady business-like tone the group around in whose eyes hope alternately awakened and faded and who were straining their apprehensions to get at the drift of the testator's meaning through the mist of technical language in which the conveyance had involved it might have made a study for hogarth the deed was of an unexpected nature it set forth with conveying and disponing all and whole the estate and lands of singleside and others with the lands of loverless lie alone spinsters know and heaven knows what beside to and in favours of here the reader softened his voice to a gentle and modest piano peter protocol clerk to the signet having the fullest confidence in his capacity and integrity these are the very words which my worthy deceased friend insisted upon my inserting but in trust always here the reader recovered his voice and style and the visages of several of the hearers which had attained a longitude that mr mortcloak might have envied were perceptibly shortened in trust always and for the uses ends and purposes hereinafter mentioned 
in these uses ends and purposes lay the cream of the affair the first was introduced by a preamble setting forth that the testatrix was lineally descended from the ancient house of ellangowan her respected great-grandfather andrew bertram first of singleside of happy memory having been second son to allan bertram fifteenth baron of ellangowan it proceeded to state that henry bertram son and heir of godfrey bertram now of ellangowan had been stolen from his parents in infancy but that she the testatrix was well assured that he was yet alive in foreign parts and by the providence of heaven would be restored to the possessions of his ancestors in which case the said peter protocol was bound and obliged like as he bound and obliged himself by acceptance of these presents to denude himself of the said lands of singleside and others and of all the other effects thereby conveyed excepting also a proper gratification for his own trouble to and in favour of the said henry bertram upon his return to his native country and during the time of his residing in foreign parts or in case of his never again returning to scotland mr peter protocol the trustee was directed to distribute the rents of the land and interest of the other funds deducting always a proper gratification for his trouble in the premises in equal portions among four charitable establishments pointed out in the will the power of management of letting leases of raising and lending out money in short the full authority of a proprietor was vested in this confidential trustee and in the event of his death went to certain official persons named in the deed there were only two legacies one of a hundred pounds to a favourite waiting-maid another of the like sum to janet gibson whom the deed stated to have been supported by the charity of the testatrix for the purpose of binding her an apprentice to some honest trade a settlement in mortmain is in scotland termed a mortification and in one great borough aberdeen if i remember rightly there is a municipal officer who takes care of these public endowments and is thence called the master of mortifications one would almost presume that the term had its origin in the effect which such settlements usually produce upon the kinsmen of those by whom they are executed heavy at least was the mortification which befell the audience who in the late mrs margaret bertram's parlour had listened to this unexpected destination of the lands of singleside there was a profound silence after the deed had been read over mr pleydell was the first to speak he begged to look at the deed and having satisfied himself that it was correctly drawn and executed he returned it without any observation only saying aside to mannering protocol is not worse than other people i believe but this old lady has determined that if he do not turn rogue it shall not be for want of temptation i really think said mr mccaskill of drumquag who having gulped down one half of his vexation determined to give vent to the rest i really think this is an extraordinary case 
i should like now to know from mr protocol who being sole and unlimited trustee must have been consulted upon this occasion i should like i say to know how mrs bertram could possibly believe in the existence of a boy that all the world kens was murdered many a year since really sir said mr protocol i do not conceive it is possible for me to explain her motives more than she has done herself our excellent deceased friend was a good woman sir a pious woman and might have grounds for confidence in the boy's safety which are not accessible to us sir how said the tobacconist i ken very well what were her grounds for confidence there's mrs rebecca the maid sitting there has telled me a hundred times in my own shop there was no kenning how her leddy would settle her affairs for an old gypsy witch wife at gilsland had possessed her with a notion that the callant harry bertram calls she him would come alive again some day after all ye'll no deny that mrs rebecca though i dare to say ye forgot to put your mistress in mind of what ye promised to say when i gived ye money a half-crown but ye'll no deny what i am saying now lass i ken nothing at all about it answered rebecca doggedly and looking straight forward with the firm countenance of one not disposed to be compelled to remember more than was agreeable to her well said rebecca ye're satisfied with your own share anyway rejoined the tobacconist the buck of the second head for a buck of the first head he was not had hitherto been slapping his boots with his switch-whip and looking like a spoiled child that has lost its supper his murmurs however were all vented inwardly or at most in a soliloquy such as this i am sorry by god i ever plagued myself about her i came here by god one night to drink tea and i left king and the duke's rider will hack they were toasting a round of running horses by god i might have got leave to wear the jacket as well as other folks if i had carried it on with them and she has not so much as left me that hundred we'll make the payment of the note quite agreeable said mr protocol who had no wish to increase at that moment the odium attached to his office and now gentlemen i fancy we have no more to wait for here and i shall put the settlement of my excellent and worthy friend on record to-morrow that every gentleman may examine the contents and have free access to take an extract and he proceeded to lock up the repositories of the deceased with more speed than he had opened them mrs rebecca ye'll be so kind as to keep all right here until we can let the house i had an offer from a tenant this morning if such a thing should be and if i was to have any management our friend dinmont having had his hopes as well as another had hitherto sat sulky enough in the armchair formerly appropriated to the deceased and in which she would have been not a little scandalized to have seen this colossal specimen of the masculine gender lolling at length his employment had been rolling up into the form of a coiled snake the long lash of his horsewhip and then by a jerk causing it to unroll itself into the middle of the floor 
the first words he said when he had digested the shock contained a magnanimous declaration which he probably was not conscious of having uttered aloud well blood's thicker than water she's welcome to the cheeses and the hams just the same but when the trustee had made the above-mentioned motion for the mourners to depart and talked of the house being immediately let honest dinmont got upon his feet and stunned the company with this blunt question and what's to come of this poor lassie then jenny gibson so many of us as thought ourselves sib to the family when the gear was parting we may do something for her among us surely this proposal seemed to dispose most of the assembly instantly to evacuate the premises although upon mr protocol's motion they had lingered as if around the grave of their disappointed hopes drumquag said or rather muttered something of having a family of his own and took precedence in virtue of his gentle blood to depart as fast as possible the tobacconist sturdily stood forward and scouted the motion a little huzzy like that was well enough provided for already and mr protocol at any rate was the proper person to take direction of her as he had charge of her legacy and after uttering such his opinion in a steady and decisive tone of voice he also left the place the buck made a stupid and brutal attempt at a jest upon mrs bertram's recommendation that the poor girl should be taught some honest trade but encountered a scowl from colonel mannering's darkening eye to whom in his ignorance of the tone of good society he had looked for applause that made him ache to the very backbone he shuffled downstairs therefore as fast as possible protocol who was really a good sort of man next expressed his intention to take a temporary charge of the young lady under protest always that his so doing should be considered as merely a limosinary when dinmont at length got up and having shaken his huge dreadnought greatcoat as a newfoundland dog does his shaggy hide when he comes out of the water ejaculated well devil have me then if ye have any fash with her mr protocol if she likes to gang home with me that is ye see ally and me we're well to pass and we would like the lassies to have a wee bit more layer than ourselves and to be neighbour-like that would we and ye see jenny canna miss but to ken manners and the like o reading books and sewing seams having lived so long with a grand lady like lady singleside or if she disna ken anything about it i'm jealous that our bairns will like her all the better and i'll take care o the bits of claws and what spending siller she maun have so the hundred pounds may rin on in your hands mr protocol and i'll be adding something till it till she maybe get a liddesdale joe that wants something to help to buy the herschel what do you say to that hinny i'll take out a ticket for ye in the fly to jethart odd but ye maun take a pony after that over the limestain rig deal a wheeled carriage ever gared into liddesdale and i'll be very glad if mrs rebecca comes with you hinny and stays a month or two while you're stranger-like while mrs rebecca was curtsying and endeavouring to make the poor orphan girl 
curtsy instead of crying and while dandy in his rough way was encouraging them both old playdell had recourse to his snuff-box it's meat and drink to me now colonel he said as he recovered himself to see a clown like this i must gratify him in his own way must assist him to ruin himself there's no help for it here you lidsdale dandy charlie's hope what do they call you the farmer turned infinitely gratified even by this sort of notice for in his heart next to his own landlord he honoured a lawyer in high practice so you will not be advised against trying that question about your marches no no sir nobody likes to lose their right and to be laughed at down the hall water but since your honour's no agreeable and is maybe a friend to the other side like we maun try some other advocate there i told you so colonel mannering well sir if you must needs be a fool the business is to give you the luxury of a lawsuit at the least possible expense and to bring you off conqueror if possible let mr protocol send me your papers and i will advise him how to conduct your cause i don't see after all why you should not have your lawsuits too and your feuds in the court of session as well as your forefathers had their manslaughters and fire-raisings very natural to be sure sir we would just take the old gate as readily if it werena for the law and as the law binds us the law should loose us besides a man's eye the better thought of in our country for having been afore the fifteen excellently argued my friend away with you and send your papers to me come colonel we have no more to do here god will ding jock a dostin clue now after all said dinmont slapping his thigh in great exultation End of volume two chapter nine